Welcome back to another episode of Less is the New More, where we explore interior design inspiration that allows us to be more ourselves at home. I'm Claire. And I'm Ash. And on today's ep, we are talking about Less is More. How very fitting, knowing the name of our pod. Yeah, like not to confuse you, we're not talking about our podcast. (laughs) No, we're actually not. I should probably give a little bit more context there. We're talking about the concept of minimal design and how we're often bombarded and overwhelmed with like excessive stimuli and excessive complexities. Whereas in comparison, minimal design offers this breath of fresh air. It's a philosophy that embraces simplicity Mm. and clarity and the removal of unnecessary elements. And it's creating a visual language that speaks volumes through the art of subtraction. So we're taking things out rather than putting things in. I don't know why I visualised just like taking out all the people that I'm like, ugh, you're annoying. (laughs) So Ash is taking this approach to her life apparently, her social life. (laughs) Didn't include anyone that I love. Watch out. All the people, all my friends listening are like, yeah. Hopefully, I'll still get a gig next week. I've cherry picked Claire out. No, I didn't. Those games, yeah. Claire's cemented in. Oh, I'm so glad. So that is what we're talking about today and really discussing, I suppose, our understanding of less is more and how it relates to minimal design. But I wanted to preface at this point, we are talking about minimalism, we're talking about minimalism with heart Mm. we're not talking about just a blank white room with one chair we're talking about in introducing heart and warmth into a space without Mm. overcrowding Mm. and going the other way which is maximalism i think sometimes when people visualize minimalism they forget that minimalism in interiors is different to minimalism in art yeah and so sometimes yes. that's where we get the preface of like that white chair in mm. a white room because how many times have artists done things like that or like yes. so i think it's very important to go even though they're from the same realm mm. they actually present in completely different ways yes and so it's just unpacking that which we're going to do for you today anyway we will we'll talk but, everyone know. through yeah and talk through our interpretation interpretation of yeah. that because I'm sure our interpretation is quite different to others but before we get into all of the good stuff the juicy things we actually haven't recorded in two weeks we haven't so that's why we're a little bit behind with releasing this episode and Claire and I actually haven't seen each other in two weeks unheard of which is the biggest sabbatical we've had in six months it really is so please catch me up Mm -hmm. tell me everything what's been going on oh I think I'm super kerfuffle today so I put no stamp guarantee stamp on this podcast because my mind is like not scrambled eggs it's scrambled <laughs> eggs today partly due to like a wild day i had yesterday which i will i'm sure i will tell the story one day but the wild Great. day from yesterday has carried on to today okay you've got a little overflow going on to the point where i've been running late i mean it's what 10 a.m i've been running late all day because i accidentally dropped so i don't use aerosol dry shampoo in yeah. my hair yeah. because this gal's got barely any hair on her head and she needs to take care of it so I use like a organic dry shampoo powder great and I'm on time and like I've been I got up early and took the dog for a walk and everything's looking great and then just as I'm about to walk out the door to come to your place mm. I'm like oh I just need a little bit of dry shampoo just a little bit just a little bit so so little 
that I was like, I'm actually not even going to put, I'm not going to turn the lid like on. I'm just going to get the little remnants that's sitting on top. Right. And so I pick this friggin' bottle up. <laughs> Everyone can already tell where this is going. And I shake it on my head and the lid comes off. Like not fully, but enough that I actually don't know how much went in my hair, but my hair just went white. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I, Ben was like, what have you done? He just looks at me and I've just got dry shampoo because it's gone on my forehead. It's gone like everywhere when I was supposed to be out the door. So I messaged Claire saying, <laughs> she's given grandma vibes. Oh she's got gray hair now. So for like half an hour, I've probably lost all the little baby hairs that I've been so diligently trying to grow because I had to brush it so vigorously to try and get this powder, like this cocaine powder out of my <laughs> head. <laughs> well, when you sent this message, I'd be like, I've done something so stupid. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even ask because I was thinking... Classic. I just don't know where she's going with this. She'll fill me in when she's yeah. ready. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to probe this one. <laughs> and then you've written back me like, I dropped it on my head. <laughs> and I'm there going, well, she's probably going to be half an hour or even an oh. hour late because she's going to have to have a whole new shower. She's got her makeup on. Shower's going to wreck no. her makeup. She's got to take her makeup off, put makeup back on, dry no. hair. That's where I was going. Yeah, I was look, thinking you were going to start over again. Probably would have been a better idea, but I just kind of got my hair dry and was trying to like blow the air out. Like oh, was, that's a good idea. Yeah, actually. I was flinging my head around. Like my neck has got some like whiplash because I was like <laughs> flinging. Yes, I was quite literally. My dog was staring at me with her ears pinned back. She was like, "What is wrong with this chick?" As I was vigorously shaking my head in the bathroom, and white powder is just flying everywhere. Oh Our bathroom goodness. literally looks like a cocaine bomb has exploded. Oh, yeah, so gosh. that's how I am currently. <laughs> I love it. I love a good Ash story. Oh. These podcasts would not be complete without <laughs> understanding a few of Ash's top-notch stories <laughs> from the week. And so that people understand, 90% of the time, like, I do life okay. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These stories <laughs> paint a very different picture. I think people are just private about their stories and I'm okay to share them. That's well, the my other theory. Day, the other day when you just come up with so many, I was <laughs> getting a coffee the other day and I'm walking along the street going, oh, just nothing happens to me. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm just not going out enough at the moment. I'm like, I just need to get out of the house a little bit more. Is that why you have more. such a jam-packed weekend this weekend? Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, I have nothing, no weird stories. I think that's yeah. fine. I think there needs to be some stability between the two of us. We can't both be running around with a kilo of dry shampoo on our head. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to say I'm glad that one wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> you can take that story. That Honestly, one's yours. I need to, and to be fair, I have been saying for ages that I need to get one of those dry shampoo like puffers. Yeah. That just like yeah. puff, 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 yeah. puff. Oh, cute. You can put it in like an old school. Oh, like those perfume, perfume puffers. I used to have one of those when I was 13 and I thought I was an absolute queen. I bet you did. I, I bet did. you were too. I did. And I had you it in my queen. bag. I had it in like, remember those leather bags that would have like the straps, that, like the ties that you would like pull? Oh, and I like had a it little in pouch. That. Yep, and I'd get it out Ooh. of school and I'd be like puff, 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 puff. Did it, it Britney Spears have... Oh, it was Britney Spears. <laughs> it was Britney. <laughs> I was going to say, did it actually have fragrance? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a Britney Spears perfume and I'd be like... 
that. Well, you need to find that bottle and yes. put your dry shampoo with it. I wonder if I've got it in my. I've got. We've got like when we moved from Perth, we packed away a box of stuff of like things that we were like, well, we probably shouldn't throw this out. Yeah. And as if I was going to throw my Britney Spears perfume. Seriously, that stayed. That oh remained. no, I don't know. I don't know. I think because it was something that I adored so much yeah. when I was thirteen, I could picture myself being like, this is a bit of a lull to look at. Yeah. And keep it, but no, I'm pretty Let's sure. Circle it's back to that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm going back time. to Perth soon. I'll I'll look through this box. Yeah. Tell us what's Let's in there. What's There's in another the story for the pod. Oh, Thank yeah. you. All the Who content. knows? I was so emotional when we were leaving Perth. I probably put the most ridiculous things in this box, I reckon. Really? Oh, yeah. So funny. I reckon, yeah, she probably needs to go through it. Well, when we left Hobart, there were lots of things that I just left in my room because I didn't want them. But I equally. But I didn't want to throw them out. Well, I equally just couldn't be bothered throwing yeah. them out. You know, it wasn't. I wasn't keeping on to the hold Mum of them. Mum will do this one, Janine. That's exactly what I thought. Like, Mum will take Janine's care of it. She'll be right. All that stuff is still in that room. And probably three years ago, I went down to Hobart and Mum's put a little pile because she's obviously gone through things and been like, oh, she obviously, Claire obviously doesn't want to throw it out, but oh. maybe she'll say goodbye to Mum's handpicked a select few <laughs> things to be like, is it okay if I throw this just, out? Can I just and create I a little bit like, of space? Sorry, was I not at all clear? I don't want any of it. <laughs> like I've lived, it can all go. Yeah, I've lived my life for the past 10 years <laughs> without any of it. I don't need anything that's here oh, and she's kept on to best. it oh, the best the absolute best there's even things like i mean for one my wedding dress is down there that's probably yes. the one thing that yeah, yeah. keep a hold of that mum uh i don't know why like yeah. what am i gonna do with it but anyway no she's got the storage for it so she yeah, can keep you gotta it. hold on to that bad that's boy. the one thing but i've been grateful that she's kept every dance costume that I had oh they're such fun dress-up costumes your nieces as well yeah can, like get in yeah. them yeah absolutely good times I think that that's a really good thing to keep yeah my Very poor fun. mother has so when we got married we got married in a big warehouse yeah and I had a very dramatic entrance where my brother-in-law built me like these doors that mm -hmm. went in the middle of the warehouse and like flung open when it was my time to shine. Of course. <laughs> so that you could make the entrance the that the queen deserves. <laughs> and I wanted to keep the doors because they're these beautiful Victorian oh, like okay. stunning doors and I wanted to keep them because in my head... Ben and I would use them in our future house one day. Oh, great. And so mum's got them. Great. The, and she's got them in her garage and the poor thing has to like park so strategically to not hit them. And every, <laughs> I reckon, two years, she's like, how are you feeling about the doors? And I'm like, I still want still them. Got them. And she's still got them. <laughs> so my mum's kept a box of dress-up costumes <laughs> and your mum has got four doors. massive Victorian doors. <laughs> Waiting for the day that you buy a house, build a house, need to renovate a house. I'm going to post yeah. these doors because they're beautiful. Like my brother-in-law did an absolutely banging job. Yeah. And look, it was a good time. And I've had people since then that are getting married being like do you still have those doors and can i use them oh and i'm not nice enough go. to say yes <laughs> they're, they're my drone bloody doors <laughs> they're my doors for my house excuse <laughs> me no i threw them out <laughs> right my mum oh my goodness you your know? poor mum's like i should i should be hiring them she out could, i'll get a hundred bucks could, here and there because there's a massive frame and everything like she could hire them out do you reckon this is the longest tangent we've ever gone on well i'm here for it 
<laughs> other people a lot. What is these two on about? Well, I think to sum up this story, Janine, you need to start hiring those out. Yes. Because then they'll start paying for the story. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, should we talk about the topic? Probably. Yeah, it's probably time. Okay. We're 15 minutes in. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> it's all staying in though, because it's all absolute gold. Gold, gold, gold. It's gold, gold, gold. The one thing that when I was researching this, yeah. I was thinking how closely aligned it is with our podcast name. Yes. And then I was trying to think, why did we name this podcast Less Is The New More? Yeah. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know why. Can you explain yeah. to me why? So I really wish that there was some big romantic reason why this podcast is called Less Is The New More and that the meaning runs real deep. But it doesn't. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> no. Okay, I was like, no. I don't think we had this profound moment. No. I think we were like, we, yep. We wanted a, like a little saying. Yeah, we didn't want a we word. We didn't want a word for the podcast. And we were then toying with, oh, less is more. But we didn't want to box ourselves in because saying just less is more. People think minimalism and that's it. Yeah, and think that that's all we're talking about. Whereas in reality, we wanted more scope. And in, to be honest, we didn't even know what we were really going to talk about. Mm-hmm. We were like, well, it'll be interior related, but we don't want to hem ourselves in. I remember seeing an article saying less is the new more. And I loved the fact that it I said I think it resonated, yeah. That it's kind of putting a new twist it was also very relevant to where you and i are in our lives i think that's probably why we resonated with it because we have been focusing a lot on reducing areas in our life that caused stress or really unpacking what is it that made us happy and kind of eliminating everything else yeah so i think that's probably why we had that aha moment when you sent it through both of our gut because we told people and they said no yeah i remember we were like we kept circling back we're like oh but it's really great yeah and then we were like stuff them yeah it's our pod i think because it does have all these double meanings Mm. to us because we are talking about Yes, interiors, but we're talking about our life and Mm. life philosophy and the fact that we're learning so much about ourselves as we go on. So now in retrospect, I've found a definition that I think sits perfectly for less is the new more. Mm, Hit me with it. It says, the modern meaning of less is more is strongly related to anti-materialism and minimalism, which focuses on surrounding yourself with the things you love and value and letting go of Mm. all the rest. Yes, that is where we're at, Mm. what we're trying to do with less is the new more. Maybe moving forward, we should say that was the OG plan. I think we should. We should just be like, yeah, we were that heartfelt yeah we knew we had that foresight yeah. which in our gut we did we just didn't know how to articulate we didn't it have to the be quote behind it yeah that we was didn't all. know how to articulate it now we do yeah so listeners from now moving forward don't tell anyone the this og is why we called the podcast lessons <laughs> anymore and it just ties in perfectly to this week's topic of talking about it less does. is more within our interiors yeah. which yes we are referring to minimal design And we're talking about embracing simplicity and clarity and like removing unnecessary elements. Mm. So when researching this topic, 
like every week, <laughs> we could go off in thousands of different directions and tangents. We generally do. Yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> but I was trying to look through a different lens of mm. less is more and understanding how our interiors are informed from outside influences. And I remembered a book that I read probably like four years ago and it's called The Year of Less by Kate Flanders and she does an experiment for 12 months where she does not buy anything. Good on her. It's an incredible book. It's very Mm, eye-opening to see her journey of realisation that she is spending unnecessarily Mm. and leaning on Mm. online shopping or just buying something while you're out for the sake of buying it to fill a gap to fill a hole where you don't necessarily have to so it's very interesting she of course still buys like groceries and stuff like that she still buys. she's still eating and surviving (laughs) yeah good to know at every stage she learned that the less she consumed the more fulfilled she felt there's another book I'm I think it's called Ben and I have just well Ben's read it I'm not gonna say I've read it but I've read parts of it and I went to a talk okay. about it oh good um it's called the barefoot disciple not the barefoot investor okay. is it by the same guy no, no. it's okay. not by the same guy um and he his whole thing is around like stripping back your finances essentially and understanding the difference between needs and wants. Yes. And he actually recommends that everybody should live one year on minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So if you're even if like you're earning whatever, yes. you should live one year on minimum wage, including your rent, like all of that, mm. to understand like how at the end of the year was your life really that bad? Or like, yes. you know, how did you feel? It helps you be more conscious about where you're investing your money or like where you're putting your money. The bit to it is like I'm not going to say that you then relate to people that live on a minimum wage because I don't think you do because you still have the rest of your salary probably then sitting in savings. So there's a security blanket there. But I do think it would probably help you find awareness as to like, okay, well, do I need to go to a Sunday sesh every Sunday? Probably not. Or like all of these things. And we found it like quite, I mean, we lived on minimum wage regardless, like when Ben was studying and blah, 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 mm. whatever. Um, so we've kind of experienced that. But it does help you kind of think through areas of your life that you could be more mindful. Yes. I don't think you should feel guilty for having to purchase something if you need to or want to or I think yeah. there's time and place for it. But I think it helps you distinguish the difference between needs and wants. Yeah. Because it is very easy to start convincing yourself that your wants are your needs. And that's where the advice comes from sleep on your purchases. So mm. especially when online shopping started to get introduced, a lot of people would advise like sleep on it because sometimes when you're in a bad mood, all of a sudden you've spent a bunch of money online. Like I've got friends that do that. I've done it in the past. Mm. Every breakup Ben and I had, I had a whole new wardrobe. Like, yeah, yeah. And so they say like sleep on it the next day and then review the cart mm. and go like, all right, well, how much of this is actually required? required? Yeah. And the other thing is, I think this is what has inspired capsule wardrobes Mm. Um, and that is such a big trend in the past three years I would say capsule wardrobes and I think I know no (laughs) 
I don't need to say I know, but you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> everyone knows. Okay? Everyone, everyone knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> but since introducing capsule wardrobes for me, I wear my clothes so much more and I feel less like I have nothing to wear. Yeah. And yeah. so although there is less in my wardrobe, yeah. I actually feel like I've got more. Because you're more attached to them. I think there's that stop saying it there is that element of being more fulfilled Mm. because you are more attached Mm. rather than just this throwaway concept plus everything goes with everything so you're not you don't have like this highly patterned shirt that doesn't go with half and I've still got things like that because you've got to have a little pattern in your life every now and then but I don't wear them as frequently and I have reduced my spending and I guess the amount like, yeah. I've got a spare drawer. Spare. Oh, how good's that? Look at me. I'm such a good person. I have a spare drawer. <laughs> if anyone needs some storage. One thing that I did find really interesting, I actually didn't realise, like, of course, there had to have been a first person to say less is more. Mm. But I never really thought about that before. Yeah. And so in researching this topic, I found out, and I'm not going to be able to say his name, Ludwig Mies van der Rohe. That sounded great. That's perfection. Very convincing. He was an architect and he was the first person to term less is more, Mm. which I found really interesting. And it was really when architecture was like quite ornate Mm. in the 1880s. Architecture was very ornate and a lot of like we had all the um, plasterings and things like that involved and he started to really strip it back. Yes. And so he was the first person. All those decorative cornices and corbels and all All of that started getting stripped all the way back with that in mind i want people to understand before claire and i start breaking down our tit for tats Mm. considering ludwig our our good mate ludwig (laughs) luddy he went very stripped back yes what i want people to understand is that less is more doesn't necessarily mean clinical So I want you to move past the clinical look and introduce points of warmth. Yes. And a really good example of that, Claire, is your house. Minimalism does get a really bad reputation because people, honestly, they just automatically go, but I don't want it to feel cold. Like it has no soul. It has no soul. That's kind of what you can easily associate it with. Yeah. And I think when you embrace that less is more too much too much you do run the risk of being impersonal and Mm. it doesn't look livable it's not quite right yes then it's worthwhile exploring textures and color of warmth because your home is quite minimalist but I come in and I feel like I feel peace and relaxed and calm and that's because you do have textured curtains you've done really well with your couch even your flooring is like quite warm and the way that you've done your fireplace and kitchen blah blah blah. there's all these things but you don't have millions of things lying around or art on every single wall you've yeah. kept it quite stripped back yeah, but you have of patterns and things like that you've nailed it though oh you're so sweet you really have <laughs> thank you it's a good point because we don't want to lose people in thinking that we're talking about minimalism where we just have a room black and white yeah yeah it's not black and white you nailed it when you said it can feel impersonal we are all about making sure that we're creating spaces that reflect us reflect the people living in there reflect the wants and needs so that people can live better lives within their interior spaces and 
in order to do that doesn't mean you need to fill the space and flood it and overflow it, which can be the opposite, which is maximalism, Mm -hmm. which we talked about. Definitely do a pot on. (laughs) Yeah, we need to do a pot on that, which visually, if you can picture Zoe Foster Blake and Hamish Blake's home, that is maximalism and that is beautiful has its place for you and I our insides crawl if we were to live in that space Mm. well I wouldn't be able to live in that space Mm -mm. because I'd be too hyper alert my eye twitch would get so intense yeah it's just not the space for everyone just like a space that is more minimal we're talking about a minimal space with heart Mm. it's got heart it's got soul it's got warmth without Stepping over that threshold yes. into maximalism. That's really what we're talking about today. And neither one is better than the other. That's the other thing I want no. to preface is that some people love minimalism. Great. Some people love max. What was it? Maximalism. Maximalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's great too because they feel calm in that space. Yeah. And so it's just about distinguishing which one works for you. Mm. The middle ground is really hard to do well. It is. You have to tow. If you go, I'm not one or the other, yeah. towing the line between the two, I actually don't even. I think it can just be mix match. It, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. So you could definitely do that, but one is not better than the other. Yeah. It's just depending on your personality type and what resonates with you. And a country that does it really well is Japan. They so do well. it so well. They so do. Because they do encompass a lot of warmth in their spaces don't they and a lot of ritualization yep. they ritualize everything oh, they but do they it so well they only have what they need because yes. that's part of their culture yes is definitely less is more mm. to the point where a lot of the time their apartments are itty bitty yes. because they use them to sleep because there is such a priority on communal eating and yeah. going out and all of that. And so that's a country that I th- that does it really, really well. Yeah. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. You have? I okay, love tell Japan. Tell me about it. Um, look, there are a lot of classic ash stories in <laughs> Japan. Oh, are there? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> One of them is I actually didn't think I was going to be let out of the country. No. Yeah. What did you do? So I got really unwell. Classic about eight days in okay and I plummeted so far that I needed to be taken to we were up in the mountains Mm. I needed to be taken to like an emergency medical Mm. center I and at that point I hadn't been introduced to PPE to the same extent that we were now but I went in and with the symptoms that I was presenting I can't remember what they thought I had but it was like the equivalent of if I'd spread something like COVID, oh, it would sure. shut down the country kind of spec. Sure, is what they, they thought you had some highly contagious. They rushed me. They mm. pulled me straight away from Ben, rushed me into a private room. Fully, They were fully PP'd up like head to toe. Wow. Literally wouldn't come near me. Like it was, I was getting quite scared. Um, Particularly in a foreign country yep in the middle of the mountains like it wasn't a proper medical center in terms of a hospital Mm. or like this place was pretty much made out of bamboo yeah it wasn't bamboo but you know it was like (laughs) i liked the visual you gave me though i was picturing pandas outside your door (laughs) get this visual though they did the testing and i didn't have whatever the rare thing was they thought i had i ended up having bronchitis okay (laughs) (laughs) just just bronchitis Bronchitis. just everyday bronchitis it was like quite a 
intense bronchitis that I had mm. because I had been recovering from pneumonia that mm. I'd had just before we went on the trip. Oh, sure. Okay. And so... Because the, the gal gets sick. The, the yeah, gal, look, this gal has tiny little sicky sick lungs. I think I have the lungs of like a four-month-old child. <laughs> yeah. And the doctor that comes in, I don't think he was blind, but... <laughs> I hope not. He's a doctor. Imagine Moulin Rouge, that movie. Is that, yeah. <laughs> wait, no. What's that movie about the girl that pretends to be a boy and she goes to fight? The Disney movie. I was going to say she's the man. <laughs> That's a soccer one. No, 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 the movie where she pretends to be a guy. Oh, um, it's not uh, Moana, but Milan. No, Milan. Milan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. With oh, the yeah. long, long moustache beards that like kind of dangle down yes. with two beads on the bottom yes. and a stick. He had a cane and he came in. You're going to need a visual reference. He came in like this. Oh my goodness. Just Sm- tapping everything. And smacked the like desk that I was like sitting by and was like, you've got bronchitis. I can't do his accident, but he's like, you've got really bad bronchitis. And they, in Japan, they don't do an antibiotic for the entire illness. They do an antibiotic per symptom you have. So I was on eight antibiotics. Oh my goodness. I don't remember eight days of the trip. Wow. It, I just blacked out for eight days. Oh, wow. And then came back with only two days left. Oh, my so goodness. So I missed about 65% of the trip. And during that 65%, were you out doing things that no, you no, just no. can't remember? Okay. I couldn't. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, was just in, I was just in our hotel and the hotel Drugged up staff, to your eyeballs. To the point where we, were, we had to tell the hotel staff, we, we had to inform them like how much I was on and they would come check on me every couple of hours because Ben was out wow. snowboarding. Of course. Like I'm not going to make the poor guy. Yeah, yeah. He was like having the time of his life and I was like... Oh, like, oh my goodness. Anyway, Japan was great though. The parts that I saw yeah. were amazing and beautiful and the culture is just unbelievable. Mm. And especially Tokyo... The way that it's been designed is each block is dedicated to something different. Mm. So it might be that one block of the city is dedicated to sushi. One block of the city is dedicated to crepes. One block of the city, yes. Wow. It's incredible. And it's if your specialty is sushi, you go to that section of the city. Yeah, wow. It's super unique and definitely worthwhile going. None of that was needed to be said. There you go. Another story from us. (laughs) I... I'm here for it. Mm. I'm glad that we went down that tangent. Mm. And the relevance is they do less is more so well. They do less is more so well. And we should not in be... antibiotics. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they have gone maximalism on the antibiotics. They genuinely have. I don't think I've ever experienced drugs like that before in my life. Wow. The closest thing I would say I've experienced is when I got a shot of adrenaline. <laughs> Because you sleep adrenaline off for about four days after. Wowee. Anyway, <laughs> another, story, another story for another day is my shot of adrenaline. Wowee. <laughs> should we go into our point? I think that we should. So with that all said and done. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's, let's get back to it. Let's go to the chunky part of the pod, which Claire and I have just had to reduce down to I don't even think it's a chunk. Let's go to the crumb. Not, the crumb that we're leaving behind. Yeah, we're just leaving you one little little crummy crumb at the end. However, they do say quality over quantity. This is so true. 
And so I think we're just going to give you the quality parts of less is more and how to apply it to your home, which is my first point. Quality over quantity. So this this one's great. So instead of filling your space with numerous lower quality items, and what I'm talking about is you go to Ikea and you get lost in the halls Mm. and especially their styling section, Mm. it's easy to go nuts because you're like, $8 for a vase, Mm. throw it in the cart, all of those things. We want to apply the theory that investing in a few high quality pieces is actually going to make your space more enjoyable to live in than cluttering it with more affordable items. Mm. And you know what? I'm going to fess up to this. Where I have recently done this is my studio space. Mm -hmm. And I was quite disappointed in myself, to be fair. Um, When setting up the studio space, I had needed to invest in quality items, things like the selection table, the Mm -hmm. chairs, and my budget started to dwindle. Mm -hmm. And I started getting stressed about, oh my goodness, I haven't even applied any styling elements Mm -hmm. to this. And I went to Kmart. And I just went ham with what I had left, the money that I had left and ended up with too many pieces. Mm. Whereas if I had taken that small bit of budget that I had had left and actually applied it to, I only needed two things Mm. to finish off the space. It would have been more elegant, more refined, what I wanted. Yes. And so I've stripped it all the way back and I'm now investing more yeah to get the two pieces that i need in the end to kind of finish it off yeah and i'm happy to fess up to making that mistake i it comes back to that element of with every design decision if we apply time Mm. and give ourselves time we always get a better result and that just sounds like a classic yeah. moment where you needed more time, but you can't tell that you need more time because no. you're there going, I've got clients coming that in, I'm an interior designer, this is an interior design this is space, a portfolio so of, I need to mm-hmm. fill it with the things mm. that people are going to look at and be like, oh, great, refined, yep. yes, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. But with more time gives you the opportunity to have a little bit of breathing exactly. space. And do you know what? probably I could have taken a deep breath and gone all of my clients that have selected me when I've asked them so at the end of my time with clients I say how's your experience with Toe blah 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 blah. and they've all told me that they picked me due to my being authentic Mm. they felt like when they met me I was more authentic and let them be them which so I probably could have been in a position where I said to my clients come to the studio it's not finished yet because I'm applying the principles that I tell you to do mm. and I'm slowly building it up and it yeah. would have been okay. Take some of your own advice. A hundred percent. But I think I got very worked up in the fact that it is a portfolio of mm. my work. I'm a small business, so I'm doing it on a budget that's tight mm. and I got too caught up in that aspect and I didn't execute it well. Something that I want people to do when they're thinking about quality over quantity I'm going to give a living room as an example. If you're looking at potentially restyling your living room or re-laying it out, whatever you're doing, I want you to do an inventory of what you've got, all your styling elements, all the kind of furniture pieces, pop them in one room, almost throw out the ones that don't bring you joy. I don't know if that's the right way of 
mm. terming it, but Marie condoing it. Yeah. Yeah. Declutter the amount that you've got to choose from and then see if what you've got left over actually styles the space well. And if it doesn't, start looking for those pieces that will, but don't just go out to one store and try and make it work. Yeah. Give yourself the time to mm-hmm. find them. Yeah. It, that famous quote from Coco Chanel or Gabrielle Chanel before you leave the home look in the mirror and take one thing off Off. if we applied that to our outfits and to our homes it is that element of stripping back Mm. because we don't need everything that we're surrounding ourselves with and we are cluttering our spaces and cluttering our brains by putting more and more things in so we can take things out yeah just gives us a little bit more breathing space and I think with that theory it teaches you balance because I don't think balance comes naturally to everybody Mm. creating that sense of balance in a space or balance in your outfits and so by introducing the theory of just taking one thing off before you leave the house or one thing out of your room is going to teach you how to create balance to the point where you're not going to need to do that anymore Mm. I think if I went now if I took one thing off before I left the house now, I wouldn't have my clothes on. Yeah, she'd be naked. Because I don't wear that much. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a slut. <laughs> I wear clothes. She goes out in her underwear every day, but guys. I am very minimalist in my outfits. and, yes. and But that is that has taken time and that is – yeah. and so by applying that, there does come – a stop like there does come mm. a time where you're like okay well if I take something off now my outfit's gonna be boring yeah get up and you know yeah so it's just something to be mindful of yes so more so than just finding items that spark joy say in Marie Kondo's words there is such importance on understanding the emotional impact of the items that we choose to surround ourselves with at home and by looking through a lens of minimal design we have the opportunity to surround ourselves with the things that evoke like a sense of calm and more simplicity because we're using that concept of subtraction taking things out rather than putting things in so it means the things that we surround ourselves with we have the opportunity to kind of look a little Mm. bit deeper within Mm. to understand what we want represented Mm. outside of us and it is going to be so different to everyone yeah to understand what it is you want and don't want in the room Mm. but it means that if you have things in your spaces that aren't servicing you anymore it's fine to not have them in your spaces anymore because we are looking for that emotional attachment like some sort of something we're not just living in these spaces for the sake of us plonking our bodies inside a room we kind of need to work with the room and let's, it definitely makes sense. Mm. And I want to preface, be unapologetic about what feeling you want in your house. Mm. A really good example of this, not that I can share photos, but my neighbour Gabby, who might be one of the happiest people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. She oozes joy and her perspective on life is just beautiful. Mm. Her home looks completely different to mine because Things like disco balls bring her joy. So she's got things like that and her lamps are the ones that will cast specific patterns on the wall. And so her interiors are 
not things that would calm me Mm. but she wants that feeling of happiness Mm. joy excitement because that's what fuels her and energizes her yes whereas for myself believe it or not I'm an introvert Mm. and I need to recharge and home is where I recharge yes so I find that through I actually have quite darker tones in my home like my Mm -hmm. couch is a bit darker and the way I accessorize a little bit darker blah, 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 blah and so they're two very different approaches very much so but work individually for us yeah so without overcrowding and overcluttering a space yeah because we've referred to this a lot in past podcasts that clutter gives you anxiety it does it produces this feeling of fight or flight kind Mm. of aspect to it without you necessarily realizing so if bright pink brings you joy we're not saying don't install bright pink art or Mm. walls or neon signs whatever you want to do fun fact it might be hard to introduce bright pink at the moment because due to the barbie funhouse set there is a pink shortage of paint yes worldwide at the moment (laughs) isn't that so great i love that it blows my mind that (laughs) things like that happen and then i think how much did they have to use and then i get really stressed about it and anyway (laughs) We can go on another tangent if you like, but I won't. (laughs) But I do think if they're the things that you want in your home, you can still do them. That does not make you not minimalist. My opinion of it is it doesn't. Yeah. Because you can still introduce it in a minimalist format. Agreed. We're really just talking about if things spark a positive emotion without flooding a space. And they have a purpose Mm. if items and objects and Mm. rooms and designs have a purpose, Mm -hmm. then that does seem to lay in Mm. that minimal design. It's when you're just adding things for the sake of adding things. So maybe that's a really good practical point. You actually need to write down what the purpose of the object is Mm. or maybe not write it down but determine it. I'm all into writing at the moment. But determine why am I putting this in the room? If it's just to fill a space, it's unnecessary Mm. because there are times when filling the space actually does you a disservice. Mm. Super interesting. Actually takes me to my next point. Consider your negative space. Yes. We've referred to this before. We've referred to it as white space as well. Yeah. It's... This, a similar concept is that these kind of like negative spaces that refer to empty or blank areas in your room helps create balance and emphasizes, this is the part that I love, is it actually emphasizes the importance of the elements that are present. Yes. So by introducing too much, you take away from the items that you put so much thought and care into mm. and we don't want to do that. No. We want them to have their place to shine so by introducing that negative space it leaves i guess room for those intentional pieces to display the way that you want them to i don't know if that's the right way of putting it well instantly you've made me think that what we're talking about here is purposeful living yes that we're living in a space with purpose that the objects have purpose and if the purpose of an object like that shell thing that gold shell thing there which is a bowl that i've turned upside down right now it has no purpose 
but it brings me so much joy and I That's love its purpose. that. So that is the purpose. It doesn't yep. have a function, I suppose, yep. but it has a purpose yep. because I love that bowl and at Christmas time, that is where my cherries go and it looks That's really beautiful. <laughs> the colour of the cherries and the gold work really well together. So for yeah. right now, there is no function except for my emotional purpose that I put yeah. on that item. And, and that's, that's really what you're talking about. Yeah. Purposeful items. Like it's what do they less, do? What are they? Yeah, it's no less important than the vase you've got in the corner that's holding your flowers. Yes. That is a functional purpose. Yes. The flowers bring you joy, but we're not just throwing them on the floor. Yeah. You need a, you need a vase. <laughs> Claire's just like, be free. So yeah. I think purpose can both. When I walk down the hallway, like I walk down the aisle. Like a flower just, girl. Yeah. And Nick's like behind you, just yeah. like trying to sweep them up, keep the house clean. <gasps> So I think purpose can be both functional and emotional. emotional. It can. You have to write, you have to know where to rein it in. Yeah. Because by saying that purpose is functional and emotional, we've pretty much opened you up to having everything that everything you want that in the world. In and now we've just gone back to oh, maximalism. Yeah, we're just buying everything. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is going, okay, well, I look at that and think it's pretty. Like as in, sorry, I'm looking at one of Claire's things, but <laughs> you could look at something and go, okay, I think it's pretty. That's not enough of a reason yeah. to put it in but your where home. Where's it going to go? Yeah. Does it serve a purpose emotionally or yeah. functionally? And if it can't tick those boxes, it's like, eee. pretty is not a good enough reason <laughs> yeah. to put it in your home. It's yeah. like pretty is not a good enough reason to marry someone. Yeah. You need, oh, <laughs> that is like, yes, pretty is not a good enough reason to marry. You need substance. Yeah. You need an emotional connection. <laughs> yeah. Emotional connection and functionality. And functionality. <laughs> in your life it works for everything in life it does so i think if you're not willing to marry it don't put it in your home great (laughs) moving on (laughs) oh the next thing i wanted to touch on was user experience because this became quite an aha moment for me when going through minimal design and this idea of less is more because I looked at the concept of um, a user experience, which digitally, like UX design is all about user experience. We talk Mm. about this when we're looking at creating websites and like journey mapping of a Mm. customer map, all those sorts of things, which I use digitally, but I've never considered that it is the same thing in interior design. So for me personally, seeing UX design, I was like, what? How is this the same thing? Especially considering your business, like what a great aha moment for you. I know, 100%. Mm. So in the digital world and the physical world, we describe them as different things usually. Digitally, we describe it as user experience and interior wise, we talk about like the client's needs and Mm. solutions Mm. for um, our clients' requirements. Really, it's the same thing. We're talking about how humans use and interact with a space and minimal design is really ensuring that we are keeping that front of mind of how we're going to use this space, how we're going to interact with the space and ensuring that it's not clunky mm. and cluttered mm. because if we do start adding things in, it does mean we start to have to manoeuvre yep. around them exactly and we're right. overexerting ourselves yep. by getting from this place to that yeah. place and dodging around things. And the extreme example of that is hoarders that actually have, like hoarding, people are always like, I'm a hoarder. Look, hoarders, there's yeah. actually a mental yes. 
issue attached to that. A lot of the time, people mm-hmm. will become like serious hoarders when they have had emotional trauma, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But they cannot move in their home. Mm. Like they cannot maneuver around things. Yeah. They're kind of just living on top of absolute chaos. And you watch those shows where people come in and pull back and live the more minimalism and you can see the weight being lifted off this person's yes. shoulder. That's an extreme example of it. But the day-to-day example is, yeah, you can create those moments of frustration if you haven't created your space with intention and purpose and thought about okay well if I put that coffee table there am I going to be able to walk outside am I going to keep hitting it in my hips like all of those things dictate how much you enjoy that space do physically feel it I don't Mm. know that everyone does but I do feel it they suck kind of on my shoulders the back Mm. of my neck my shoulders that's where I feel if a space feels a little bit too full too cluttered Mm. that's where i feel it Mm. that it's pushing down there Mm. i don't know that everyone feels it there but um i would say it's more common i don't it's not like there's technically something weighing on you but there are so many studies that show when somebody walks into a room if it's not done well they hold themselves tense yes and so naturally your muscles start to get tight and that's when you start to feel heavy and you go inward it's like every person who is ever uncomfortable or put in a sticky situation they'll close inward and whereas when you're relaxed and you're like ah when people you if you walk into a room and you see someone completely sprawled out you're like wow like they are relaxed the interiors (laughs) must be really great (laughs) they're all about it (laughs) this is where i start to get beef with usually old men that say interior design is not important or interior designers are dumb and all they do is pretty colors There are so many things that influence how you feel in a space Mm. and the health of your body and your muscles and all of that that are connected to your interiors. Yes. And so there is a place for it and well thought out interiors are going to change your life. Yeah, they do have that power. Interior, your interior environment Mm. does hold that power. Mm. Oh, there you go. Short and sharp ending, (laughs) a lot of tangents. But Which are always the best. But always we knew the they best. were going to happen today after because two we, weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks and a kilo of dry shampoo. This was <laughs> always going to be how the episode went. I'm so glad it did. So I guess between now and next week, you can find us on Instagram at thenewmore.podcast. Yeah, and coming up on Thursday, we have a little meet and greet. Yes, our listeners, ladies and lads night, which yeah. I am super excited for. So we will do another Instagram post just confirming those details details and refreshing your memory yeah. we have quite the little rsvp list we do i'm which very is exciting. excited so to be fair, please come along bring a friend yeah bring a fr- originally claire and i thought it was just going to be us and our mates which was going to well, be a good time i've been very stressed about this yeah but now i'm like <laughs> saying to my mates i'm not sure you can come <laughs> no I'm let them come they're allowed to come everyone's allowed to come everyone's welcome it'll be a lot of fun so please join us there but if not we will be back in your ears Thursday next week. We'll be back to regular programming, I promise, next week. So until then, bye. bye.